Excuse me. This is a private event. Oh, it's cool. We know the bride and groom. We met these two animals down in Mexico. Why does the salt not taste salty? Oh, because it's cocaine. What? We actually brought it from home. Very, very easy if you ever want to try it. It's just a Ziploc and a full shampoo bottle. And it's so much more comfortable than when I had it in my ass. Mm. Hello and welcome to Our Sliced on Film, a movie podcast talking about movies, new and old, some movie industry news, and some fun pizza-related conversation. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, hailing from the pizza capital of the country, Chicago, Brian. Hey, and I'm uh, joined by the other host, who's from a a city <laughs> that also has pizza, but not as good because it's not the capital, pizza capital. It's Michael. Hey, Michael, how are you? I'm good. How are you? That was. Uh, did you write that one down? I did. It's in my notes, and I, I even I put down every single pause and comma and, and everything. So it was, it was very scripted. Wow, that is that's how this episode is going to go. I'm I'm glad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just welcome to our of, slice on film. No, you can't do that. You can't. You can't do that. You can't. Are you trying to reintroduce it? No, or you're just, just saying just, welcome. Just, I'm just saying it. Oh, okay. The, your tone threw me off a little bit. I thought it was a reintroduction, not a. No, oh, you nailed this it. Is, this is our reality. This is our podcast. You know, that kind of thing. You nailed it. Well, I appreciate that. It's gonna be a little all over the place because this movie is kind of like that. You know, it's just it's it's it, a couple of the characters just kind of they just float along, Michael. They just float, float. and they just oh. do what they want to do, whatever makes them happy. We're talking about. Hulu's new original film, Vacation Friends, that just dropped this weekend on Hulu. Um, it is directed by Clay Tarver. I believe this is his feature film debut directing. Um, he's been writing for a long time. This is also penned by um, himself, Jonathan Goldstein, and John Francis Daly. Stars, the star of this podcast, Who's Little Rel Howery, <laughs> um, Yvonne Orji, uh, John Cena Mer- and Meredith Hagner. Here we are just talking about this movie. Yeah. And this is also the second instance of Meredith Hagner. Yes. Also from, she is from Palm Springs fame. Um, very supportive, very small supporting role in that movie, but also a Hulu original. I wonder if yeah. she's got just got some Hulu deal going on, you know, good for her. My Hulu directly recommended me to watch Palm Springs after viewing this one. Really? Yeah. I can see that I can see the relationship. I think uh, you know, I think Palm Springs is much more enjoyable, but that's also oh. a testament. That's also that's that's a testament to how much I enjoy Palm Springs. Right. That was one of our that was our best movie of the year, yeah. I think. We we had that very cute moment where on the count of three <laughs> we both said Palm Springs at the same time. Yeah, I remember that. Oh man. But uh like you said, Lil Rel, man, I am so glad he is on this podcast in a starring role yeah he's just been i feel like either he's randomly shown up or he's a known supporting character i think maybe before this the most prominent thing that we've seen him in was bad trip which according to your letterbox it's like a bottom five movie like kind yeah. of kind of flabbergasted me the other day when i saw that i thought you enjoyed that a little bit more uh and the rewatchable factor man i don't know like i i can Think of the jackass stunts, but the bad trip stunts, they're not ringing a bell to me. With that being like said, many, jackass many, forever is coming yeah. out. What? 
How many can uh, I name? I was going to say, how many times can you watch a, a man in a gorilla suit sexually assault, you know, Eric Andre, you know? See, I forgot that happened. Ah, uh, you see, that's, 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 that's grain graved into my mind. So would you say that this is a bottom five film for you? I don't know about bottom five, you know, but I definitely remember like laughing out loud watching this movie thinking, oh, wow. But also I don't have any contacts of jackass. I've never seen a jackass movie. So that was, right. this was kind of my, and I've never seen a Borat movie. So this is kind of like my first foray into this kind of world. So what I'm hearing is we're not covering jackass forever when it comes out. I mean, we can, I just, I'm, 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 I'm coming in as like, <laughs> as a newbie, you know, like okay. no prior history to that film franchise. Well, unlike that, we have, we've covered Little Rail several times. Um, and he's actually had a pretty big year. I mean, he started off pretty strong with a, a cameo, maybe, in Judas and the Black Messiah. Would you call yep. that support cameo? Yeah. Apparently, he was in Tom and Jerry, like the rest of Hollywood. Bad Trip, like we just said, Space Jam, and then Free Guy, and now this movie. And he's just like, he's Man. actually building up. I don't know, building up to the starring role. And, and this week, it's crazy. Yep. And I'm, I'm interested to see what the what the reviews are saying about this have you looked yet i've only looked at some uh user reviews i think it's pretty like you know average you know it's i think last time i saw like 65 on rotten tomatoes which is just barely making the fresh cut i think um on imdb i believe the i'm looking at little rails page it's a 6.2 out of 10 and a 44 meta score so really just like middle of the pack and I think I kind of felt that way watching this movie. I didn't really have expectations going in. I told you I thought the trailer looked funny. And and I'm on the John Cena bandwagon. So, like, especially in a role like this, I'm all right, cool. He's, like, just being a ridiculous version of himself. Let's go. And, and yeah, there were times when I was laughing out loud. There were times when I was like, all right, there's a bit of a lull right yeah. now. And so this is an extended lull. And then and then finally they got out of that. And, and yeah, so... And then it had nice, nice little, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Bow on the, the little bow at the end, you know, like yeah. wrapping it all up. So it was fine. Okay. How about you? All right. I mean, it reminded me of like raunchy early 2000s comedies, really, that they all kind of like felt a little bit the same. This one, definitely as far as plot points go um, and like twists and reveals, I, I think caught me off guard. And I've definitely enjoyed the, this movie is very awkward. It's a very, very awkward it's preying more on the awkwardness of interactions between people than dialogue. Sometimes it's like, and most of the time I'm just really, really confused with Lil Rel and Yvonne's like stance on just not saying what's going on. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Like they're really just for the sake of furthering the script. There's not specifically stating what it is they need from John Cena and his wife, his girlfriend or whatever. So it is very lack of communication there that I almost felt was like unrealistic. And that's what drew me out of it. And that's where a lot of the lows came from. It's like, why are you just telling him that these rings are important? I'm sure John Cena would have done fine. Oh, you mean, oh, I see. I see what you're saying. I think he knew the rings were like John Cena knew the rings were important in that specific example. I feel like anytime you're handed some rings, you know that they're important, right? Regardless yeah. if they're in the family or not, like if it's handed down. But um, I, I know I didn't think about that at all as far as like the communication. I just felt like you have little Rel Howery and Yvonne Marcus and Emily, respectively. They're, you know, newly engaged, but having some 
you know, some issues between their, their conflicting personalities. And then they meet this other couple on the total opposite end of the spectrum that while are totally insane, rambunctious partiers, just go with the flow. They have a lot of like skills, you know, like they, they do communicate, they do know what they want out of life and they, and they are able to have fun while seemingly like under having this understanding of each other that Marcus and Emily seem to not have until I guess the very end of the movie. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things where it's like, oh, you have this mature couple seemingly yeah. you know, learning from this seemingly immature couple. I don't know. Yeah. So, so, and that's, this movie's like kind of all over the place. Like you said before, would you say this is more of like a romance movie or like a buddy comedy? I don't know. Cause there was like a lot of, like you said, like a lot of love, but I don't know. I think, was it more John Cena and Lil Rel together? That was like the, the key turning, like the key for you. Yeah. I don't, this is, I don't consider this a romance movie by any sense of the word. It, I think this is strictly, yeah, like a buddy comedy, but like with just two couples. So it's like a, a couple yeah. comedy, you know, um, as much as it is like Little Rel and John Cena, it's on, you know, Yvonne and Meredith Hagner all, all have their moments as well, working off, you know, both whether it's two on two working off each other or one on one and each and everything. And throughout the movie, there's different matchups. It's Little Rel and John Cena. Then it's John Cena and Yvonne. Then it's John Cena and Meredith. It's Little Rel and Yvonne. You know, it's all these different combinations. And, it, and it's moments like that that really kept me on my toes. You know, like, oh, like these four are magnetic. I mm-hmm. really enjoy their chemistry together. Um, and I think that's a testament to like th- them individually as actors and then also their chemistry with one another. It was moments when the four of them weren't together, I think, where it definitely lulled for me. Anything with like the extended family and and work just was not like yeah. it, just, it just didn't work. It wasn't why I wanted this movie to be. Yeah, it detracted from really what, like you said, like what we were there to see, which was john cena being an idiot <laughs> yeah like you mentioned earlier like the early 2000s are comedies you know you think of like an old school or a wedding crashers and like for the majority of those movies it's owen wilson and vince vaughn being together doing wedding crasher things they are yeah. like is there ever a moment until i think the third act they're separated for a little bit with the drama but like basically it's them working off one another and mm-hmm. then for like old school like it's luke wilson vince vaughn and and will ferrell basically the three of them the entire movie right or it's some combination of two of the three and then so this one i'm like oh, i want all four of them together i thought the vacation was going to last a lot longer and then really it was yeah. just like the first 30, 30 25 minutes, 30 yeah. minutes of film i literally yeah. that's when i paused and i was like oh there's still still an hour all right let's yeah. check it out let's see what let's see what happens like I, yeah. I will say some of some of the beats were a little predictable right Sure. I feel like I definitely saw a lot of the, the the baby drama coming. I love that for them. Um, but my my question is, it is it's a very strong ensemble, and I say all the characters are like funny and engaging, and and I think their matchups were done well. I do think it was like an uneven development. I feel like John Cena's Kyla, that's her name. I think she didn't get enough like I don't know character building. She like towards the end when they're sitting in the diner in the walk in the waffle house and like johnson is like oh maybe we go back to the wedding she's like not stating her own mind to emily does that sound familiar no 
will give me a little give me a little more. So you don't think you don't think Meredith Hagner's th- character Kyla d- develops enough? Yeah, yeah. I wanted to know if if maybe you agreed with that, or did you think it was like uh, the whole cast had enough screen time between them? Do you think it worked stronger between a, a pair? I think, I guess to me, I don't really need much development for Ron and Kyla, John Cena and Meredith Hagner's character because they are the supporting characters, right? They are the vehicle for the support of Marcus and Emily and they help. So as long as Marcus and Emily, their arc happens, then I think for this movie, that's how you get a mission accomplished. Like you see Marcus's development and from the get, you know that he's like this type A um, individual about to go on vacation to Mexico, trying to propose to his, to his, to his girlfriend. And then, and then, so you want to see his development become more of an easygoing person trying to be a good reciprocal partner. And that's, and I think that's where Ron and Kyle come into play. They help him get that there. So I'm not really looking for development for, for Ron and Kyle, if you're asking me. Okay. They're the sideshow almost. Yeah. They're the sideshow. And you know what? Like, you know, they, they were, they were set on, you know, just living their individual lives. But even earlier in the movie, you know, I guess we're going into spoilers a little bit, you know, so if you haven't seen this movie, check it out. Um, I recommend it. You know, I think it's fun. I think it's a, there's worse ways to watch movies and some of the other movies that we've watched recently, I think it's definitely better than some of those movies. Yeah. So um, this is entertaining. I think at the very least it's, it's, it's an entertaining way. And again, it's on Hulu. It's free. Might as well watch it. It's under two hours. That's a win. So that's yeah. big, big promotion. I agree. Yeah. Delivered. <laughs> um, so diving into it a little bit. So she, they mentioned like, Oh, we don't want to be, we can't be parents, you know, it's just not yeah. in cards for us. And then she ends up getting pregnant. Right. And, and then at the end you see her being a mother and yeah. like they're still falling back into their old ways a little bit, but I think she has confidence that she can be a good mother and that he can be a good father too. And I guess if you want to like call that development, you know, sure. But like, I'm not looking for anything monumental for them. I'm not expecting John Cena to wear a, a collared shirt and a tie yeah. at the end of this movie, you know? No. Yeah. And I guess it's cool that they don't change. They are very, very comfortable, <clears throat> comfortable with themselves. I would have just, I'd like to just know a little bit more about like her personality I don't know. I feel like John Cena stole the show for that side show. I don't know. I don't. I don't know, man. She was. She was. She was like. She was kind of wild. She was crazy. She was wild. She they was. Were both, it, they she were was both. They're both. Yeah, they're both crazy, and I think that both in 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 different ways. And I'm. That's so. Yeah. I thought she was very. I thought she was very entertaining. Yeah, she she was wild and outspoken, whereas John Cena was more reckless. I guess. Sure. Maybe they balance each other out somehow, some way. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't need that. I think I'm you're, just you're, asking. You're, diving, you're 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 getting really into I'm it. I'm just asking and, your opinion of the dynamics between characters. I think they're just a fun. I think where well, Marcus yeah. and Emily more complement one another. Like they both have like their one person strengths um, fill in the gaps of another. I think Ron and Kyla, like they kind of almost seem just like friends in a way like they just have so much in common that they just get along but then obviously they have that sexual attraction topped onto that yeah so i mean and and then i'm sure we all know partners that are like that too so i think you just saw two very different couples and then the really dumb ron and kyla down they were just two people who enjoy each other's company because one they're both attractive 
and two, they like to drink and do drugs <laughs> and spend money and not give a shit about anything that happens in their life, you know? And it's fun. If you're, if you're like that, you want to be with someone else who's like that. Like, can, you can't imagine Kyla being romantically involved with a Marcus, right? It's way too much of a polar opposite for her to, to, to live life happily for herself. All right. So then that leads me, that leads me to my first question. This isn't a pizza question. This is separate. And I think I already have my answer from you. Which of the four are you most like? <laughs> Which character do you identify with the most out of those four? I think so. I, later on, we're going to talk about who you're going to want to have a slice of pizza with. So, just yeah. by precedent, later you can't pick the person and say, "Because I most like them," because you're answering that question right now. So, so we're doing, so we're doing of the four, the main four, right? Yeah. Although, yeah. as as someone who usually likes to pick out of this out of the main cast, if you feel strongly compelled to like a background character, I won't judge you on how you value your life. Okay, I appreciate okay. that. Um, I was listening to a podcast today about like picking a background character, and then they're, they're talking about what if, and then and he was like, you know, I like I like the Watcher, you know, I I relate to him a lot because he's just someone who's in the background and just watching things happen, and that's just me at a party, you know, I'm just sitting there watching people, not really interacting with anybody, just seeing how things play out as I sip on my drink, and I was like, that's really funny. I think I, I, I never would have put that connection as someone being able to relate to the Watcher. But anyways, back to this movie. Um, my gut instinct, and Michael, you know, you know me, you know me very well. You know, tell me if I'm wrong. I'd like to think I'm an Emily. I'd like to think. Okay. I'm <laughs> Um, someone who wants, who likes vacation, likes a little structure, but not everything planned out, who can have fun. If, if I'm drinking a margarita and there just so happens to be a little cocaine on it, I'm not going to freak <laughs> out. Um, and I just continue to have fun, you know, and, and, and then, but then vacation's over. I'm good to go. Are there some things that Emily did in this movie that I find questionable and I don't agree <laughs> with, and I don't think I would partake in? Yes. But do I think I'm a Marcus? I don't think I'm that type A. And then I'm certainly not a Ron or a Kyla. So I like to think I land on an Emily. That's where I think I land. How about okay. you? Um, I was half expecting you to say Marcus. Oh, okay. So not you in like think a bad you... way. I just thought maybe that's that's the secret way you actually think about yourself. Because I would have disagreed. You Oh, so you thought I was going to say Marcus. Yes, exactly. What did you... Well, what do you peg me as? And Emily, I think you got that one right. The same way. Aww, yeah. Thanks. Me? I'm yes. Ron. <laughs> okay. You are, you, 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 dude, you love wearing some swim trunks and an open button up shirt. Oh, yeah. Drinking by the pool, having a good time. Dude, yeah. I know when are. birds can are, shit. You know, <laughs> that first about the shit. That was a good recurring <laughs> gag. Uh, and then they did it slow mo twice, too. That birds about to shit um i i say i'm ron because i try my best to go with the flow and although i really do get pent up on like obstacles and stuff i do think i make actions first and think later okay (laughs) so i think i definitely am like all right this is the moment let's take it let's do it press play and then it might not work out and then that might freak me out so maybe in that way i'm more of a marcus but okay. I think on the outside, I'm, I'm always down for an adventure. Yeah, that's nice. And I think, the, you know, the cool thing, you know, obviously this is a, these are very polarizing characters. 
we got a little bit of these four in all of us, right? Like, oh, yeah. I, I got some Marcus and there are situations I'm acting the very Marcusy, but there are definitely situations where I've been around. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> um, and I think an Emily, hopefully, from speaking for myself, is a nice little. That's me. Um, <laughs> that's a good question. I like that question. Um, before we jump into some pizza related questions, I want to. Actually, no, I guess I can, I can talk about this in the pizza related question now that I'm thinking about it. I, this is so, I talked about the director, Clay Tarver. This is his feature film debut. I think he's known, he's, he's, he's mostly a writer to my understanding. And he directed an episode of Silicon Valley, but he wrote Silicon Valley. um, Or he, he was a writer on Silicon Valley and he does not have like an extensive um, IMDb. He did Joyride, which I've yes, never heard he of. did. You know it's a Joyride horror is? movie. I it's mean, a horror movie. It's got Paul Walker and Steve okay. Zahn in it. Early two thousands. Never heard of it. He's penned to write the, the the sequel to Dodgeball coming up, so <gasps> that should be interesting. Oh my goodness! But he's relatively new to the game. I I have to say there were some moments in this in this film while I said it dragged a little bit and the pacing was a little off. And I think that comes down to the director a little bit. So some first time, maybe rookie mistakes, if you will. Yeah, there were also some decisions that he made. I'm assuming behind the camera, it was like some cuts and edits and how he chose to film certain things that made me laugh like mm-hmm. laugh out loud laugh and it was strictly because of how it was shot and i think that's a testament to i'm assuming it's as a director thing i so in my in my best slice i'm going to talk about um a couple of those i think okay i'm looking forward to it yeah because I, okay. I i i'm yeah yeah i can i can see what you're saying okay and I, it might and i, I can eat being... i can eat what you're cooking it might be all right, cool, 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 cool. Um, it might be an honorable mention because I, I do have like a legitimate best slice, but um actually I'm trying okay, this is interesting. You're so conflicted. You're well, like, this is a middle of the road movie, but I, I can't wanna, pick my I, favorite part. I want to figure out I, I want to f- find a way to uh strategically address the things I want to address, but like honorable mentions are just cheating, right? So I want to figure out how I can manage everything. So I'm trying to be strategic and yes, should I have done a little bit more planning going into it? But like we've already talked about, I'm not a Marcus. I'm just, I'm just floating, Michael. So <laughs> Is there anything that you want to say before we go into our uh, pizza related questions? No, I think you've definitely set us in the right direction. Let's do the pizza questions. And then instead of honorable mentions, it'll just be like last, last bites, not last slices. It's the last bites, last bite before you get to the last slice. That makes sense. That makes sense. Okay, cool. Okay, great. So what's the first question? Big deal. It's so good. Let's go back into our normal routine because you definitely threw me for a loop last week for a movie that also threw me for a loop reminiscence i don't um, remember i don't want to remember um i'm sure like if hugh jackman were to go in my mind he would literally couldn't find anything hugh jackman um, wants nothing in your he couldn't find anything <laughs> he couldn't he could not find he, it there's nothing it's just there's a nothing. big it's open just, warehouse this guy's been blacked out for 28 years <laughs> um okay so let's go best slice best slice or best which is our best scene um favorite scene however you want to take it of the movie michael go for it i pick shrooms okay and they're on the fox hunt and everyone's confused i'm still a little confused about exactly what this fox hunt is but it's 
Lil Rel and John Cena out in the woods trying to, you know, prove to Emily's dad that they're going to find a real fox or something like that. He's like, oh, man, I'm all hungry, hungry. John Cena says, oh, there's food all around us. I'm a certified forager. And this is where, like, this is right in the middle where, where Lil Rel, where Marcus is actually starting to respect Ron. He's, he's starting to be like, oh, this guy's, like, kind of normal and useful and that kind of stuff. And it's just the quick exchange of, oh, eat this, eat this. Oh, look at that. And then he eats it and it ends up being a magic mushroom that has, I think that's the best play for the both of them. You can really see John Cena turn from like forest ranger to party boy. Like, all right, you need a rope, man. I'm in. And then he pops it in his mouth and then just the psychedelic colors. And then the outcome where that all leads to catching the Fox quote unquote, I think was a really good, nice little fun thing. And the clown man, just that whole, every, the whole point that they're on shrooms. That's my best scene. Does that count? Yeah, it's a whole. It, it is a scene, so that, that I didn't certainly know. does count. I have to admit something to you, though. Uh-oh. And I don't know if it's just because of my own personal experiences in life, but anytime there's like a tripping out <laughs> scene in a movie, I'm out of it. I'm just like, this isn't entertaining to me. I don't. Oh, I don't think man. I can. I don't. I don't think I can think of any film where there's somebody on drugs and it turns psychedelic or their visions altered, and I'm just like. I don't remember ever thinking this is cool. This is entertaining. I don't know. I just I've never been into it. Wow, you narc! It's a hot. It's a hot. <laughs> sli- it's, a, it's a hot slice. That is a hot slice. That's <laughs> yeah. all right. You know, I'm I'm the taboo guy. I'm the horror film guy. So drugs are like, hey, it's cool. Yeah, I, I mean, like, yeah. you didn't think like them having the deeper voices when they're talking and like making jokes. It's in slow mo. You didn't think and that it- was funny. No, I'm like on my phone. I'm just like, just let me know when this scene's over. And no. then same same thing with like, you know, like in 21 Jump Street when they took that drug and they're in the stages. I'm just like, yeah, this doesn't mean anything to me. And then, you know, like in um, Book Smart where they're, where they're tripping on drugs and they turn into claymation, you know, whatever. I'm like, this isn't doing anything for me. Oh, man. So then did, did you, mi- you missed, I think this was genius. They cut back and forth between Emily's dad and then Ron and Marcus. And every time they cut, to her dad, he was like a, a new stage of clown. And it just yes. kept growing bigger and bigger. And yeah. I was, was dying. I thought that I was like, cut, what's next? What's next? And then the bomb blows up. I'm like, uh, that little I don't know. No, I guess I, I, I can take the the those jokes, but any like poop jokes, I can't take poop jokes. Oh, I see. That's where we differ. I think uh, a good <laughs> a, a good well-placed poop joke is always appreciated. Um so cool we um but it needs <laughs> ah, to be well cool. it needs to be well placed you just can't you just can't it has to be deserved like dumb um, and dumber i think oh man i don't i don't remember it's been a while oh, since dumb and dumber. but yeah, anywho <laughs> but no but i but I, I think as far as you saying it's your best slide i can understand it and i see it and it's a full scene and it's a whole it's a big sequence you know that i think that definitely that, that works and I'm, I'm happy that you enjoyed that Okay, good. Now tell me what your lame ass best slice is. Dude, my best slice, and I'm, I was deciding whether or not to save it for this or for slice with, okay. or or how to be cheek with this. My best, <laughs> my best slice is um, the moment where he begins driving the catamaran, and then John Cena gives him his shades, and he's like, and then he walks away. He's like, "You want some tequila?" Like, yeah. And then he goes, "Watch out for the rocks." He's like, "Yeah, I'll have it on the rocks." And then John Cena's just like. Huh. He just like he's like, and then little Rel's like, I'm gonna have some ice cold tequila. Yeah, it's gonna be really <laughs> cold. And then and then this is what I'm talking about. The director, it cuts out from like yeah. several hundred feet away, and 
you just see the boat tip over and then it cuts again um to like a close-up of his face being airlifted into the helicopter and then they're in the helicopter and they're free and then he's freaking out oh my god that's what the catamaran and they're just like are you kidding me? That was so cool. That would have been just some boring old trip on a catamaran, you know. Man, it's a sick story, you know. And I, that whole sequence, I would had me rolling the entire time. Man, that's and crazy. I really appreciated the decisions of like going really far away and then seeing the boat like tip over like yeah. really slowly from like a far distance, like from the shore essentially, mm-hmm. and then to a close cut of Little Rel like in panic as he's being airlifted. That was <laughs> that was I really enjoyed that. Man, and that's early. That's like day one meeting them. So it just gets crazier and crazier from there. That's true. And oh, that's they just... had that they had that near death experience, and then that's when they go on that roll of Lunes, Martes, Miraculous, and then yeah. and then just like just drowning themselves in alcohol, basically. Oh man, oh man, and I I don't find that realistic. I don't. I yeah. we're not big drinkers. But I, my sister, when she turned, I think when she was 25, we went to Vegas. I don't know some of her friends. And I swear, Brian, it was three days straight yeah. all night oh, yeah. long of drinking. And I was like, this is not a vacation. I lost money in Vegas. And then I was just like dehydrated the, the whole weekend. So Sounds glorious. But then, and then, oh, man, Catamaran. I, I uh. The most I've drank like that was spring break my junior year. That was more or less like a daily thing. And that was, my body hated me for that. We all, we, the group, we all decided to actively leave this region, like this hotel Ugh. a day early. Like we have this for one more day, but we're leaving a day or we're checking out now because we're just toast. Um, and drink then, responsibly, kids. Yeah. And then, and then, so for this, and then I'm I'm about to for our honeymoon, we're on an all inclusive trip to to Mexico, and I'm like, the way my mind works, I'm like, all right, this trip costs X amount. I already know why goes into the room. So what do I need to do, food and alcohol wise, in order to appropriately justify the cost of this vacation? Okay. So so if you're I, talking real markets right now. This and then that's where it comes into play. Yes, but I, I'm telling myself I'm like, oh, I only had one margarita today. That's a waste on this day. Like, what yeah. the hell? I'm not getting my money's worth. You know, I better have like, you know, twenty tacos to justify my one mark. You know, or vice versa. So that's how my mind works. So I'm I am wondering how I'm going to execute this week in Mexico. Man, you got to prioritize good food or good drinks. I need well. What I really need to do to get really my money's worth is to find myself a Ron and and, Kay- and Kyla and just uh, oh man, just crash their there. catamaran. Well, we're also going with Paige and Brandon, so it's going to be crash a their thing. catamaran. I dare you. It's going to be a couple's thing. Um, I would love to go on a catamaran one day. I love being on the water. I love okay. being in the water. Yeah. When our slice on film gets gets our uh, you know multi million dollar agreement with Spotify. I'll buy you a catamaran. Cool. What are we gonna, uh, what are we gonna call it? Our slice. Well, sense. it's yours, so it would be Brian's slice, and then my matching one will be Michael's slice. The and USS then the marina slice. that we own is gonna be our slice on boats. The USS yeah. slice. No, I don't think you can make it a USS because it's not. A I said what I said. Military. Okay. <laughs> okay. So that is <laughs> that is my best slice. Let's go into favorite topping or our favorite quote dialogue conversation what have you this is real hard 
Okay. I wrote down a lot of jokes. And I'm I'm reading through them right now. I think Oh man. I don't know. I got to just rattle off a bunch. I can't even. Everything you touch turns to drugs. I think that one's standing out to me right now. He screams that when he eats the mushroom. Okay, I'm going back to that scene, so I'm sorry. But he literally he goes, Every, everything you touch turns to drugs. I was eating this, I was eating that now with cocaine and everything like that. So yeah, I guess that's not even a good one. What's yours? I mean, again, there was a lot too. Yeah, you wrote down a lot too. You've been scrolling. I think <laughs> there were several, but this got a good laugh at me at the end. Um when uh, they were playing golf and they won that bet and you know it's just ron being a good friend for marcus and then he's like oh well you know we won all this money we're gonna go buy those rings back at that pawn shop it closes at six it's uh it's 245 right now we got plenty of time and he's like it's 545 what do you mean it's like oh still on oregon time I was wondering why I just get so when it gets dark here so early, and then Marcus is just looking at him like, uh, "Like you dumb, you <laughs> flipping dumbass." It's, it's, it's a reaction, little little thing like that. Um, I also enjoyed the forehead kiss, the forehead kiss bit. Okay, and then finally so, um, at the end, Marcus gave John uh, gave Ron a forehead kiss, and then he's like, "Babe, give me a forehead kiss in a waffle, in a waffle house. house. That's huge, you know." <laughs> oh man that's great uh when i've got another one when he's in his office on his construction site do you know where brian chicago yep points to you this week for location oh yeah i think we might be tied i don't okay. know but anyway one of his employees is like oh i'm gone for a week blah blah blah. he's like that's why i need to be able to watch you guys so i know you don't fuck anything up while i'm gone and he says you're going to be gone a week. I could fuck up a lot of shit in a week. And it goes to him and he's just like, I don't doubt that. And he gives him the weirdest, weirdest look. Like, why would you say that to me? I'm your boss. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, another one that I enjoyed, uh, when Kyla is like, yeah, it's going to have this room. It's soundproof. You can't hear anything that goes on inside. And she, then you, she goes in and she screams and they're like, yeah, we heard you. And then like, I think like 20 seconds later, the phone rings. And then John Cena is like, yeah, everything's fine. It's just my girl screaming. <laughs> you know? yeah. so, like, they can hear her from like down the hall after she's claiming that it's soundproof. I thought that was, I thought that was pretty funny. Um, and, uh, and then the whole, um, no, that was it. I think. I mean, Are you okay I, with I a foursome? A Only if at least one girl's involved. <laughs> and then the dad's just like, Looking a little perplexed. <laughs> dude, how do John Cena looked fake in this movie? Like, no way. He's all natural. I know. But, I know. But like, just like, I mean, I don't know. But I mean, like his like the way time his shirt is like, you know, when he's shirtless or it's half buttoned, I'm just like whole like this, you know, just like the rock, you know, this guy's effing huge. His Insane, forearms are it? massive. His pecs are ginormous. I'm just like. This is a huge human. His abs are ridiculous. I'm just like, oh, my God, I'm looking at a tree right now. Yeah, man, he's a big boy. And I thought he was going to get into the ring during that uh, that one cut when that they would were have in been, the, the wrestling match. That would have been pretty meta. Yeah, that would have been <laughs> I was like, oh, they're going to throw him in there. And it wasn't. <laughs> no, it wasn't that. That was, a, that was a good little fake out. That was a good little fake out. You know, I think the movie had some really, really good points like that. A lot, a lot of good fake outs, like a lot of good like. You know, just weird shit being said at the perfect time with really good delivery. 
I, I, you know, I wrote down and remembered a lot more lines from this movie than I have a couple of the other comedies in the past. Yeah, for sure. Again, when it was those four characters together, I thought it, it worked or even like the bit where it was, I already mentioned that golfing sequence and it's, and it's Ron and Marcus with the two other guys. Yeah. Um, I even enjoyed that a little bit too. Cause those two other guys are kind of funny in their own way. I forgot what I, what I wrote when they were talking about, but like, um, those two guys had a back and forth about his Ferrari or whatever it was, you know? <laughs> um, and then eventually, and then that joke comes back and bite him. He's like 45 grand. It's pre-used, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, so anytime they're doing that, but like if it's just the two of them and then they're interacting with like um, Emily's dad um, yeah. which was a real, he was more besides that clown bit you talked about. He was kind of a downer for the entire movie. I know. Right. Um, and the whole, like the giant wedding. And I was just like, can we get back to vacation or can we get back to some debauchery here? Cause this is, this is kind of boring right now. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And did you notice the end wedding between Ron and Kyla was their family? It was <laughs> yeah, Marcus. That and- was weird. That was weird. I, was I guess like- that's we're supposed to think like, oh, Ron is really close to her dad now, you know? So like of course they invited Are them. we? I don't know. Where's his family and her family? Did they ever mention? Or are they just like drifters? I I have no idea. No clue. Hmm. All right. Well, now's the big show. What's the last so to, question? We're going into a slice with Michael. Who do you want to have a slice of pizza with? This is tough. This is pretty tough. Now you, I see you excited. I feel like you might have a good one, maybe. Nope. I'm going to pull something out of a hat right now. All right. What do you got? I'm going to have a slice with Emily's dad. Oh, my God. You picked the most boring person. No, I think he radically changed the most. Because of Ron and Kyla's introduction, okay. right? Except maybe Grandma Phyllis, who comes a close second, sure. who has miracle walking abilities after who knows how long of whispering and falling asleep. Like that was that was a little little bit. But her dad, you know, made things right. I mean, he kept Ron and Kyla at the wedding, which was how Marcus and Emily were able to move forward. So, like, what did he see in Ron? Just because he was a Green Beret, I don't think that's enough intuition on that man. I want to know, I, like, I think it's definitely enough. You do? In the context of this movie, I think that's that's that's, that's literally what happened. Okay. No, but go on. Anyway, I think yeah, good intentions with bringing them in there, and you can see good people, except in Marcus. Except there Marcus. Was, well, that's because his, he had his, his own son-in-law. little. That's just because he had his own little problems, man. That was in his skeletons in his closet. Now okay. he's got with Ron and Kyle at the wedding. If they weren't there, he might not have gone through that experience and still would have hated Marcus. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Boom. So having a slice with dad. It's really boring, but that's fair. I think you always think my pizza dates are boring. I don't. I don't. It's, I just, okay. Check the record. I have it right here. Yeah. Every you've time. Been keeping, you've been keeping note of every person. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, I've got a spreadsheet. I'm going to go into mine now. Please, please take take the mic away from me. While you're over at Little Caesars having pizza with Emily's dad. Whoa, I'm, whoa, Mike back, Mike back. I ain't have Little Caesars this week. Continue. I think an easy answer would be I'm going to stick outside the, the main four because mm-hmm. I think Ron would be cheating. Um, like, no, that would be the funnest slice of pizza maybe of all time. 
like just you who knows where that one slice of pizza it's gonna lead you just it's gonna lead to a wild night so i'm but that aside i'm going with the scene stealer of the movie marilio okay the hotel front desk worker wow you pulled a michael this week i'm so proud of you dude if my best slice wasn't going to be that catamaran flipping over, it would have been the opening 10 minutes of this movie where Marilio was just had me rolling. He, oh, we have a surprise or not a surprise. I don't know. And they open the door and this room is just shit. It's destroyed, ruined. And then it's like, all right, well, thankfully, we have plenty of five-star hotels. Oh, well, the thing is, four-star hotels, lots of them, plenty of availability. You know what they say about three-star hotels? They're basically the new five-star hotels. <laughs> All right, I got you a room. It's a beautiful one-star hotel. It is the best Western hotel. Of the- <laughs> and it was just everything he was doing. He was spitting fire. And I'm kind of upset I didn't see him later in the movie again in some yeah. hotel bit. Um, but I thought he he was great. And you know he has a good sense of humor. He tries hard at his job but i guess maybe not hard enough and i think he'd be a good time and there's a spin-off movie somewhere where ron comes back and it's just him and morelio just tearing shit up in mexico and i think that's a that's a good movie <laughs> no i think there might be a prequel with him chasing kyla and john cena around mm. the hotel okay and I, I really enjoyed the fact that later on he's just like yeah we've got the presidential suite something happened with our jacuzzi i don't know and that's what caused the whole honeymoon yeah. proposal thing. Oh, man, that's a, I guess and that's then, a good yeah. character. He ruined the proposal on accident. And he's like, and then he was like, ooh, uh, let me fix this, senor. Uh, well, um, I, don't know. <laughs> uh, I am sorry. I cannot fix this. <laughs> that, was, that was funny. That was pretty good. His, his deliveries and his presence, I was well appreciated. I missed it for the rest of the movie. I wish he came back for a moment, but um, for one, he was in, I thought he was a scene stealer. I really enjoyed him. Yeah. Yeah. They should have stayed at, the, at that resort a little bit longer. Yeah. I wish they did too. Um, okay. So those are our pizza related questions. Michael, let's go into our um, slicing out the movie. So where do you slice this out? You know, I'm, tough. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty set on a strong, strong six and a half out of eight slices. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I think it's got, it's pretty rewatchable. I think I would definitely watch this again, but like we always say with a bunch of other movies that we kind of rate around the same way. Like it's got its moments where I would tune in. It's got its moments where I can tune out kind of still hit the best parts of the movie. I don't think it'll be, you know, by no means a classic. I think it is. I'm really, really, I think Lil Rel Howry pulled this movie off and I'm so proud of him. I feel like I'm his best friend at this point because we've watched so many, this is our fifth movie with him just for the pod. Five timers uh, club. Five, five timers, timers man. Um, which was just so good to see. I was a little nervous. I know I said that um, when you, when you mentioned this movie, so great pick Brian, thanks for that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think it can be pretty middle of the road, a little predictable, but strong cast, strong John Cena's ass. And um, yeah, and good morals and values. All right. I dig it. I dig it. Um, you know how I feel about your your halves. 
Um, so I don't appreciate that. <sighs> yeah, um, I, I do it just to piss you off. But yeah, I mean, is there someone having a better year than him? I mean, actor wise, I mean, holy cow, he's having. A, he still has one more movie to go to come out this year. Mm-hmm. Um, National Champions with Timothy Oliphant, J.K. Simmons, Jeffrey Donovan himself, Uzo uh, Aduba. I mean, like Tim Blake Nelson. He's got. He's Stephen James. Is he top billing? No, he's not. He's on IMDb. He is just outside of top four. But okay. Um, here's it. It's called. It's a drama. Um, follows a star quarterback who ignites a player strike hours before the biggest game of the year in order to fight for fair compensation, equality, and respect for the student athletes. Oh shit! Wow. I'm a big Timothy Oliphant guy. Yeah. I think he's a great interview, and. I have, to, I have to circle that one potentially. Oh, definitely. Put it on the calendar. And I'll make six Little Rel movies this year that we've done. He also has another one on Netflix with Kevin Hart called Fatherhood. So, And he did Tom and Jerry. Like, what? Yeah. Man. Did you watch Tom and Jerry? No. And I told I was, you to, Brian. I was a big I told Tom and Jerry to. guy. Where I don't you? remember you telling me to. Oh, yeah. I love Tom and Jerry. Why? What did you like about it? Just the whole cat, cat and mouse, mouse of it all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god what do you rate oh what do you rate this movie uh i'm gonna give it a five give it, it's a strong five again you okay. with the gasp you act like any score below <gasps> six is just like the worst movie of all time um i'm happy with this five it could have been more it could have been more again it had that lull and i felt like that did not have me engaged for the entirety of this movie so it was definitely a slice against that but all in all, like it was entertaining. It was fun. I thought, even though it's rated R, it didn't really go as debauchery as I thought it, it could have. Like, you know, I like it had some f bombs. It could have been more vulgar. It could have been more obscene at times as other R-rated comedies. Yeah. I, I feel like I think it leans on the drugs for the rating. Yeah. So uh, maybe my expectations were not met in that regard. But mm-hmm. like all in all, like it was. It was fun and I would I would recommend it for sure. I would recommend it for sure. Yeah. And and again, like now's the time, except for Nia DaCosta's Candyman that just hit theaters, which was gonna be my last slice. Mm. Um there's not really any any you know new 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 movies that especially comedies right now that are kind of worth your time. So this one's accessible on Hulu if you've got it. Um if not, call us up and we'll we'll watch it with you again. Right, Brian? Sure. <laughs> um, but cool. That has been our slice on vacation friends. Yeah. Let's go into Good our catch. last slice. <laughs> Michael, what's your last slice of the day? I just gave a little hint of it. Nia DaCosta's Candyman came out this weekend, which is a reimagining of the original or reboot, I guess you could say. Um making a lot of waves in my neck of the woods. Um, We've been really, really pumped about this. Unfortunately, there's a lot of haters out there as well who are saying, wow, you can't just make a horror movie without talking about um, social action and social justice and uh, community um, social commentary and stuff like that. I just want to remind everyone out there that the very, very first Candyman that was created that you guys are defending was about the gentrification of neighborhoods and the casting out of a black man from a white community because he fell in love with a white woman and now he gets his revenge. That's the story. It's always been that way. So shut your traps. Please praise Nia DaCosta. And I haven't seen it yet this weekend and I'm sorry, but it's I'm going to watch it next weekend. 
Are you going to do a our slice on horror like with some uh, about it or you know I'm I'm thinking about it. I also have to consider how much how many hours a week I'm talking about horror cuz my class is already up and running. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm prepping for our podcast and then another live podcast which is just called a lecture each week. So I don't know what comes out next weekend. Shang-Chi. So we'll Shang-Chi. be that. And we'll, we'll be doing that. We're going together with my uh, with my behind the mask class. Uh, so we'll Clask. be seeing that with a, with a group class class. Like <laughs> Say fun that. My enunciations. Behind, behind the mask class. <laughs> behind the mask class. Um, that's not my last slice though, but it is Marvel adjacent. It's the What If series on Disney+. Plus. I was able to binge the, fir- the first three episodes and catch up um this weekend and it's fine i i thought it was, <laughs> i uh i started i thought the first episode was kind of boring with captain carter i agree and then yeah. the second episode i thought was interesting um with uh t'challa being the star lord yeah. and then and then this third most recent uh what happens if the original avengers are never be able to assemble because of a serial killer. Um, so interesting, interesting premises. And I don't know. It's just some of the, mm, I, I need to remind myself that this is like, they're trying to appeal to children as well, that it's animated and there are some things and yada, yada, yada. So, but it is cool seeing, hearing some of the voice actors like Josh Brolin came back and did Thanos mm. and Benicio del Toro did his, the collector and, Chris Evans did not do his Captain America, but you know whatever we're gonna do about that. Chadwick Boseman did Chala. Yeah, and that was that was emotional, and that mm-hmm. was really cool. And apparently, according to this podcast I just listened to prior to jumping on to ours, um, he's penned to do I think two or three more episodes this season. So like, well, we might hear, we might be able to hear his voice again. I don't know if they'll so be crazy. as focused on him as this episode was, but I think T'Challa returns in future episodes, so it's exciting. Nice. But yeah, so I'm watching it. I'm committed to it. I'll keep on watching weekly because what Marvel does, they have me by um, the hook. And so <laughs> that's exciting, I guess. But I'm more excited for Shang-Chi. That's getting some really good reviews and the buzz is positive. I'm looking forward to just like a pure action movie, which I really enjoy. I'm much higher on Black Widow than a lot of people were, yourself included, Michael. And I'm excited to talk to you about it next week. Yeah, totes, totes my goats, and I'm I'm also back to what if I'm interested in talking to you about when they do Marvel Zombies because that's that's stacked up mm. for this season. So we can right. we can chat about zombies. Maybe we should do a, our slice on what if what if our slice on film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right, but instead, um, for now, let's end this episode of our slice on film. Thanks for listening, everyone. Jackpot, the devil's dick, most potent magic mushroom on earth. I ate it. Why? You told me to. I didn't say eat it. Man, everything you touch, turn into drugs.